0: If you're a business owner and you're wanting to grow your business, please make sure you head to Facebook and search for my No BS Business Hacks Facebook group. It's totally free and I share tips, tools, templates, and live trainings on all things sales, marketing, leadership, management, systemization, and more. As well as how to help you to perform at your best by optimizing your mindset as the business owner. So if you're a business owner, head across to Facebook via the link in the description of this podcast and join my free No BS Business Hacks Facebook group. Have you ever noticed how there are a lot of people out in society that tend to want to control others or control their external environment so heavily? This podcast, The Underestimated Entrepreneur, is for the driven mofos out there who are driven to achieve more in life and business. After studying 1,457 of the world's most successful people in different fields and spending over $1 million on coaches, consultants, and seminars, I want to share with you the key learnings, lessons, tips, tools, and strategies that have not only made them super successful, but have also allowed me to go from the kid who was put into special classes, getting kicked out of school and wanting to end my life, to becoming the mental performance coach to some of the country's most successful people and helping me to grow multiple businesses. I want to help all of those out there who have been underestimated to prove their doubt is wrong and to help them to achieve more than they could possibly imagine. I hope you enjoy. In this episode, I'm gonna be talking about the relationship that that has to people's mindset and their emotional states. Driven Mofos, in this episode, I'm going to be diving deep into a certain pattern of behavior that happens where people need to control their external environment and control others around them in a really heavy-handed way. And why that relates a lot to their mental and emotional states and what you can tell about them. And if this is you where you feel like you need to control your external environment quite heavily, what you can do to calm down a lot more, to go with the flow, to chill out a lot more. And I guarantee things will work a lot more effectively for you as well in life and business. Driven mofos, welcome back to another episode of the Underestimated Entrepreneur. For those of you who don't know who I am, I'm Michael Mojo, founder of Mojo Human Performance Institute and Mojo Business Multiplier. Let's talk about a pattern of behavior that happens quite a lot in society. And what it is, is you'll see this where sometimes people really heavily need to control their external environment. So this might be people at work that when you say, hey, I need this change and it's something that changes in their outer world or their work environment changes, they start to freak out. Now, I used to get called into large corporate organizations and they would be going through a restructure and that restructure would cause a whole bunch of people in their organization to freak the fuck out, to get stressed, to worry, and just to freak out in general. And so they would hire someone like me to come in and do mindset work with them and so on to help them navigate that chaos that was about to happen when a whole bunch of their staff lose their shit. Now, this can happen for some other people as well. Like, There are a lot of people out there who are mentally and emotionally volatile, and so they will be very heavily handed in controlling people around them and controlling their environment. So I sometimes see this with some friends who are in outlaw motorcycle organizations. They live this very chaotic life. There's a lot of drinking, a lot of drugs, a lot of alcohol, you know, a lot of crazy shit that goes on. But in their external environment, they tend to really heavily control people around them. And they like to really control their environment if as much as they can. So what there is, is there is a link between the outside world and what's happening on the inside world. And normally they're counterbalances. There's a bit of a dichotomy there, which means that there are two sides. Well, human beings have pattern of behavior that I quite notice heavily when I'm coaching people. And that is just because a person expresses something on the outside doesn't mean that that's what's going on in the inside. So for instance, you'll see that there are a lot of people out there who talk about positive thinking. They try to be really positive on the outside to everybody else. And they seem to be happy all the time. They're very positive. But then on the inside, they're quite negative. They self-defeat. They beat themselves up. They will give themselves a lot of shit. They start getting into conspiracy. Conspiracy theories. They think that the government's controlling them all the time. They are very worried about things around them. They're fearful about money and finances and so on. So, what you'll see is that there is a balance of the internal and the external world trying to balance themselves out. And so, the more a person expresses one side on the outside, normally the opposite's going on on the inside. So back to some of those other examples, when you have a person who is really trying to control their external environment, it normally tells you that they're not the best at controlling their internal environment. When you're quite good at controlling your internal environment, there can be stress and chaos going on in the outside and you're completely calm. So if you're listening to this and you're a leader or you want to be a better leader or you want to be a better manager of people or you want to lead your kids better, the best thing that you can do is to work as much as you can on your mindset. Now you can use tools like I teach at our Thrive Time event, like the POP process, which helps you to balance out and stabilize a lot of your mental stuff that's going on. It gets rid of a lot of the internal dialogue that happens. You know how a lot of people have that internal chatter that goes on inside their head? Well, doing the process and balancing out a lot of the imbalanced perceptions or the unbalanced perceptions will help that to calm down. So you don't really have a lot of internal chatter. You'll be a lot more clear, you'll be a lot more focused, and you'll be a lot more productive, which is why I teach it and why I created it. So the more you deal with the stuff that goes on inside your own head, like living your values, making sure you prioritize your high values, using things like the POP process, You can use meditation as well. Yes, it can be used, but it's like every tool. A hammer is a great tool, but it might not be the best tool to use on a window. There are are certain tools that can be used in certain states. For a lot of driven people, they don't wanna dedicate 15, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, an hour a day to meditating because they can be more productive in other ways. And I've just found that things like the POP process that I teach is a lot more effective and gets a lot better results than having to meditate for long periods of time because most people just don't have the time if they're extremely busy and extremely driven. Something else that will happen as well is that a lot of people that have a lot of internal chaos, when they get put into a meditative state or they get told to meditate, their brain goes fucking mental and they can't control it. And so I've seen this happen at events when I used to teach meditation at some of our events where people would sit there and they couldn't close their eyes because when they close their eyes, their brain would be so chaotic that it would just create all of this chaos and carnage and volatility inside their own head. All these fears would start coming up. These worries would start coming up. And so a person won't close their eyes. If we go back to biology and we talk about primitive states, if we go back to tribal days, There is no reason to close your eyes when you're afraid of being attacked by a bear or a lion. So the human body has this response, which is that under stress, it is very, very hard to close your eyes and keep them closed for a long period of time because your body is essentially afraid of being attacked by something externally. So that's why sometimes at nighttime, if you're highly stressed, you go to bed and you'll just sit there looking at the roof. That's because your brain is so wound up and there's an adrenaline response that's going on. You're in a sympathetic or a stressed out state and it's very hard for your body to switch off and allow you to close your eyes. So for some people, meditation is extremely difficult, especially if they do have a chaotic mindset. But the more you work on your mindset and the more you calm everything down and the more you live your values, you've got a clear purpose, you're very productive in what you do, you have less sabotage patterns, less procrastination, the more your mind will calm down. And the more your mind calms down, The more effective you'll be Driven mofos. I'm guessing that you found out about this podcast because someone shared it with you, posted it on their Insta stories, tweeted it or something like that. I hope you're enjoying the podcast and getting a heap of value from it, just like those who shared it with you. As you know, I don't run any paid ads or sponsorship on this podcast as it's my goal to get good information out to the world for free. The only thing that I'd ask from you is that you continue to pay it forward by sharing this episode and letting others know about what we do in this podcast so that we can keep growing this amazing community of driven mofos. So please keep the good karma rolling and share this episode with someone or just share it on your socials. Number two, the less you've got to control your external environment because the more you have inner self-control. And the more you have inner self-control, the greater the leader you become. What you'll find, I only heard this the other day, someone was talking about this, and I can't remember who it is. And they were talking about leadership and they said, have you ever noticed that when the shit hits the fan, people look around? Like when there's something going on, like let's say you're in the city and there are these loud sounds and you hear these bang, 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 and you start looking around, you're seeing people running. You just start looking around because you don't know what to do. And so naturally people will look around, number one, to find out what the problem is or what the chaos is or what the threat is. And number two, who to lead. There is a great video that's going around or that was circulating a little while ago. And it was a bunch of people sitting cafe. And all of a sudden, these people started running past these groups of people and, all of a sudden, the people at the cafe started standing up and they started running, they were freaking out, like they were worried. And what it was was that it was a CrossFit gym and these people were running past in these groups of people, like in broken segments of people. And so, something must have happened at the cafe where someone freaked out and thought that they were running from something. And so they stood up and started panicking and so they started running, and then other people in the cafe saw that person, and so they started standing up and running. And so, all of a sudden, this cafe started clearing out because all these people started running, running after these other people. Now that's what happens in a leadership position, right? Is that when people are afraid, they will naturally just react and follow somebody else. Now if you're calm and you're the leader, then people will follow you. But if you're not, you may be on the other side of it where you're following people down a stupid path for no real reason. And this is the way that most people operate. And this happens on a day-by-day basis, like just some things that have come up recently. Most people are convinced that buying a house is your greatest investment. Why? Because essentially other people did it. They said that it's a good idea. And so now you've got a whole fucking industry, like the banking industry promotes that shit to people because the bank make money out of other people's ignorances. And they go, get a credit card, buy a car, buy a house. We will give you the money. But what they don't tell you is that the bank make money from you buying your house, your car, and having a credit card. That's why they want to give you money. It's not because you've got money. They give you money because you haven't got money and you're gonna spend the rest of your life paying back that debt, which they're gonna earn interest from. That interest essentially is their profit, but most people do it. And I hear this shit all the time. And then the finance industry trains people, which most of those people who work in the finance industry are also trained by the finance industry. So the big banks heavily influence universities. They heavily influence what happens in the markets and the economies. And so you'll hear a whole bunch of people who go out there who are financial planners, who have been approved to tell people how to invest their money and they'll say things like, buy a house, buying a house is a great investment. You're making good money now. You're a doctor of medicine, buy a nice house. Go get a nice car. Make sure you put your kids through university. And not all financial planners are like this, but most financial planners will promote things that necessarily aren't the best for the individual, even though they have a fiduciary responsibility. They will promote things that they have been taught are the right things to do. And so you have a whole bunch of society doing that same thing. University is exactly the same thing. Like if you're going to be a lawyer, if you're gonna be an accountant, if you're going to do something like medicine, 100% university, great place to be. You're gonna learn a lot of great stuff there. There's gonna be a lot of great research. But if you're going there to do something that you could do outside of university and probably learn something better. For instance, if you do a business degree, you're probably better off starting a fucking business. You'll probably learn way more doing business than getting a business degree. There is now, I just saw this only a couple of weeks ago, where there is a new, I think it's a diploma or it's a a degree of entrepreneurship. Now, if you can teach someone to be a fucking entrepreneur, I'll dance naked on the top of a car driving down the main street of Adelaide. You can't really teach people how to be entrepreneurial because being an entrepreneur is a high risk thing. I mean, you can teach entrepreneurship, but I should clarify that. It means being good at entrepreneurship. There is only a very small percentage of the population that are willing to take on the risk of being entrepreneurial and who have that entrepreneurial gene. I guess you could say, I don't know if it's a gene or it's genetic or whatever, but it's where you want to get out there and you want to live at that high risk level where you want to invest in startup businesses or growth driven businesses and build businesses from scratch. That's very much an entrepreneurial feat. But that's also like going to war. There is only a small percentage of the population who naturally want to go into the military and want to go to war. There is a majority of the population that don't want to do that because they don't want the risk. They see the downsides to that and they just don't want to do it. But again, university teaches people that going to universities is a great thing without realizing that the reason why they promote that is because the universities make an absolute fuck ton of money off of people's ignorances. So this is just stuff that happens, right? It's just that group of runners that are running past the cafe and then people start freaking out and so they just start following the group. If you really want to become a great leader, it is so important to do your own mental and emotional work and get on top of your mental and emotional volatilities because when the shit hits the fan, you'll become the calm one and people naturally turn to you in leadership. Now, it's easy to say that people are leaders when everything's going well. Real leaders are developed when things don't go well and I've seen this happen before plenty of times around me. I've had managers in my business before where They are great managers when everything's going well, but as soon as the shit hits the fan, they crumble, which really means they're not great leaders because great leaders will hold true to when things don't go well. They have the ability to make tough decisions. They see things as to what they are, not what people want them to be or what the fantasies are. They just see things for what they are. When someone's excited and elated, they will point out what could go wrong and the downsides. They're a bit more risk adverse. When everything is, when everyone's pointing out the downsides and the negativity and they're driven by fear, they will show what the potential is and what the opportunities are and then drive everyone back to inspiration or enthusiasm. This is what great leaders do. It is very, very hard to do that when the external world influences you so much and it can damage your leadership skills. So if you're listening to this and you're a leader, you lead your kids, you lead your family, you lead a business, or you lead other people in a management or you know, in a management position in, in someone else's business or whatever. It is so important to do your mindset work, your mental and emotional work, because it is so hard to lead when you are not clear, grounded, and you know what to do in a tough and challenging situation. And that is very, very hard to do when you have triggers that are triggered when everything turns to shit. Anyway, Mofos, I hope you've enjoyed this episode. And remember, people's external world is normally a direct reflection of their internal world or the opposite of their internal world. And their internal world is also a reflection of their external world to an extent and also an imbalance. So what I mean by that is that people that are driven by their goals and their dreams will tend to push towards their goals and their dreams. So it's a direct reflection of their internal world, but at the same time, it's also a counterbalancer to what's going on on the outside also. So if someone needs to control their external world, it's normally because they're out of control on the inside. When someone is trying to be kind to everybody else in their external world, they are normally very unkind to themselves, and they're very narcissistic towards themselves, self-depreciate, beat the shit out of themselves, create unrealistic expectations. But then on the other side, they will treat everyone with kindness and peace, and they think that by treating everyone else well, it's helping them, and a lot of the time it isn't. So I guess you could say that there it's a law and this is a law of, I guess you could call it the law of similars and differences. And that is that the similar is that what we think about, we tend to drive towards and we tend to attract in one way, but in the other way, our brain or our internal dialogue is normally a counterbalance to what's happening in the external world. If the external world's chaotic and we're calm, we will lead. If we are chaotic in our internal world, we will try to control our external world because external chaos will just fucking freak us out. Okay, so these are just some patterns of behavior. I probably didn't explain that that well towards the end, but I can do a whole nother episode on this stuff. It's just something to think about, something to look out for. But the key point of this episode is if you want to be a great leader, make sure you do your own mental and emotional work and keep driving towards success. Anyway, Driven Mofos, have a great day. Keep kicking ass. And I hope you're enjoying this podcast. Take care and I look forward to seeing you on the next episode.